Hello and welcome back to the sleepy stage where we'll be reading classic fairy tales and stories in both English and Spanish. If you are newer to this podcast, go ahead and begin to relax as we settle into the evening. Maybe prepare a cup of your favorite tea. Begin to dim the lights as you snuggle underneath the covers. And allow yourself to begin to fully relax. Because there's nothing left to do except turn off the lights. And begin to listen to our fairy tale for tonight. I'll be reading Cinderella. Take a long, deep inhale through the nose. And as you exhale, sink a little bit deeper into your soft, soft pillow. Maybe light your favorite candle. And we'll begin. Once upon a time, There was an honest man who took for his second wife the proudest and most unpleasant woman that had ever been seen. She had two daughters who had their mother's temper and resembled her in every other way. Her husband, on the other hand, had a young daughter who had a very sweet and gentle nature. She resembled her own dead mother, who had been the nicest person in the world. The wedding was no sooner over than the stepmother began to show the signs of her bad temper. She was jealous of the good qualities of her young stepdaughter, for they made her own daughter seem more hateful than ever. She gave the young girl all the most difficult tasks about the house. She had to wash the floors and staircases, clean the plates, and sweep out the rooms of the mistress of the house and her daughters. She slept on an old straw mattress in the attic at the top of the house, while the sisters had rooms with carpets and beds of the most fashionable style and ornate mirrors in which they regularly admired themselves. The poor girl suffered all in silence, not daring to complain to her father. He would surely have scolded her because he was ruled by his new wife. When the girl had finished her daily work, she would sit among the cinders in the corner of the fireplace. Because of this, she often looked dirty, and the younger of the two stepsisters, who was not quite as cruel as the other, called the girl Cinderella. But her shabby clothes did not prevent Cinderella from being a hundred times more beautiful than her stepsisters, for all their fine clothing. It happened that the king's son was giving a great ball, and he invited all the young ladies in the kingdom to attend, so that he might choose one as his future bride. But he did not invite Cinderella because he had never seen or heard of her. 
When the two stepsisters received their invitations to the princess ball, they were very proud and happy and spent all of their time deciding what clothes would be the most flattering to them and how they would style their hair. And all of this activity meant more trouble for Cinderella for she had to iron their fine linens and press their ruffles and laces. The stepsisters could talk of nothing else but the ball. For my part, said the elder stepsister, I shall wear my dress of red velvet with the fine English lace. I have only my everyday silk petticoat, said the younger, but to make up for it, I shall wear my cloak with the golden flowers and my necklace of diamonds, which is quite fine. They called for Cinderella and asked her advice too, for she had very good taste. Cinderella gave them the best possible suggestions and even offered to fix their hair, to which they gladly agreed. While she was combing their hair, they said, Cinderella, don't you wish that you were going to the ball? Ah, uh, but you fine young ladies are laughing at me. There would surely be no place for a plain girl like me. That is very true, the sisters said. People would laugh to see a dirty cinder maiden in the ballroom. Anyone else but Cinderella would have messed their hair, but she was good-natured, and she fixed it even and smooth and made it as pretty as she could. The stepsisters were so excited that they broke more than a dozen laces by drawing them too tight to make their waists appear more slender, and they constantly stood looking at themselves in front of the mirror. At last, the happy day arrived. Away the stepsisters went, and Cinderella watched them for as long as she could keep them in sight. When she could no longer see their coach, she began to cry. Immediately, her godmother, who was a fairy, appeared beside her. She saw her tears and asked, Why are you crying, my dear girl? Oh, I should like... I should like... She was crying so bitterly that she could not finish the sentence. You would like to go to the ball, wouldn't you? asked her fairy godmother. Ah, uh, yes, said Cinderella, sighing. Well, well, said her godmother. Promise to be a good girl, and I will arrange for you to go. Then she led Cinderella outside and said, Go into the garden and bring me the largest pumpkin you can find. Cinderella went at once and picked the largest pumpkin that she could find, wondering how a pumpkin could ever get her to the ball. Her grandmother scooped it out, and when only the rind was left, she struck it with her wand. Instantly, the pumpkin changed into a beautiful coach lined with rose-colored satin. Then she asked Cinderella to fetch the mousetrap from the pantry. Inside, there were six mice, all still alive. The fairy godmother opened the wire door, and as each mouse came out, she gave it a tap with her wand and changed it into a fine horse, so that there was a team of six 
dappled mouse gray horses. But what shall I do for your coachman, Cinderella? she asked. I will go and see if there is a rat in the rat trap, said Cinderella. We could make a coachman of him. Quite right, said her godmother. Go and see. Cinderella brought in the rat trap, which contained three large rats. The fairy godmother chose one with elegant whiskers. As soon as she touched him, he turned into a fat coachman with the finest mustache she had ever seen. Now go into the garden, Cinderella, and bring me two lizards that you will find behind the well. No sooner had she brought them than the fairy godmother turned them into footmen, who at once climbed up behind the coach in their braided uniforms and hung on as if they had never done anything else all their lives. Well, Cinderella, now are you ready to go to the ball? Oh, she replied, but am I to go in these ragged clothes? The fairy godmother lightly touched Cinderella with her wand, and in an instant, her garments were changed into clothes of gold and silver cloth, sparkling with jewels. Then her godmother gave her a pair of glass slippers, the prettiest in all the world. Cinderella entered the splendid coach. Her godmother said, Now, Cinderella, be on your way. But remember, if you stay one minute past midnight, your coach will again become a pumpkin, your horses mice, and your footmen lizards, and you will look like a cinder maiden again in your old ragged clothes. Cinderella promised that she would not fail to leave the ball before midnight, and away she went, her heart filled with delight. As Cinderella's coach arrived at the palace, a buzz of excitement filled the air. Gracefully stepping from the carriage, she glided through the entryway and into the great hall. At once there fell a silence. The dancers stopped, the violins played no more. So fixed was everyone's attention on the great beauty of the unknown guest. Everywhere could be heard in confused whispers. Oh, how beautiful she is. The king, old man though he was, could not take his eyes off her and whispered to the queen, that it was many a long day since he had seen anyone so beautiful and charming. All the ladies were eager to study her clothes and her hair, determined to copy the style the very next day, if they could find fabrics as fine and tailors as clever. The young prince placed Cinderella in the seat of honor and then led her by the hand to dance with him. Such was the grace with which she danced that the admiration of all the guests grew even greater. A magnificent supper was served, but the young prince ate nothing 
as he was so busy watching Cinderella. She went to sit beside her stepsisters and asked them to share with her the oranges and lemons that the king had given her, which greatly surprised and delighted them, for they did not recognize her at all. While they were talking, Cinderella heard the clock strike a quarter to twelve. She at once made a deep curtsy and said farewell, and departed as quickly as she could. When Cinderella arrived home, she found her fairy godmother waiting for her. Cinderella thanked her for all she had done, and asked if she could attend the ball again the next day, as the king's son had invited her. While she was busy telling her godmother all that had happened, her two stepsisters knocked at her door. The fairy godmother vanished, and Cinderella let them in. What a long time you have been away this evening, Cinderella said, rubbing her eyes and stretching as if she had only just awakened. If you had been at the ball, said one of the sisters, you would not be feeling weary at all. There arrived a most beautiful princess, the most beautiful that anyone has ever seen, and she was very polite to us both and let us share her oranges and lemons. Cinderella was overjoyed. She asked them the name of the princess, but they replied that no one knew it and that the king's son was so in love that he would give anything in the world to know who she was. Cinderella smiled and said she must have been beautiful indeed. Oh, how lucky you are, she said. Couldn't I see her too? Oh, please, Javot, lend me the yellow dress that you wear every day so that I may go to the ball. Indeed, said the elder stepsister, Javot. This is a fine idea. Lend my dress to a dirty cinder maiden like you. You must think I am crazy. Cinderella had expected her stepsister to say this. She was not at all upset, for she was asking to wear the dress in jest, and did not really want to wear it at all. The next night, the two stepsisters again went to the ball, and Cinderella, even more splendidly dressed than she was the first time, followed them a short time after. All night long, the king's son stayed close by her and paid her endless compliments. The young girl was enjoying herself so much that she completely forgot her fairy godmother's warning. And when the first stroke of midnight fell upon her ears, she thought it was not more than 11 o'clock. She rose and fled as nimbly as a fawn. The prince followed her but could not catch her. As she ran, she lost one of her glass slippers, and the prince picked it up with tender care. When Cinderella arrived home, she was out of breath, without coach or footman and in her old shabby dress. Nothing remained of her splendid clothes except one of the little glass slippers, the mate to the one she had lost. 
The prince asked the guards at the palace gate if they had seen a princess go out, but they said they had seen no one leave except a young girl in ragged clothes, who looked more like a peasant than a young lady. When her two stepsisters returned from the ball, Cinderella asked them if they had enjoyed themselves, and if the beautiful lady had again been there. They told her that she had, but fled away at midnight and in such haste that she lost one of her little glass slippers. They told her that the king's son picked it up and did nothing but gaze at it for the rest of the ball, and that most certainly he was deeply in love with its beautiful owner. What the stepsisters said was true. A few days later, the prince announced with the sound of trumpets that he would take for his wife the maiden whose foot would fit the glass slipper. All the princesses, then all the duchesses, and then the whole of the court tried on the slipper, but it fit no one. Finally, the king's men brought the glass slipper to the home of the two stepsisters who each did all they could to squeeze her foot into the tiny slipper, but they could not. Cinderella was looking on and saw right away that this was her slipper. May I please see if it will fit me, she asked. Her sisters burst out laughing and began to make fun of her, but the king's servant looked closely at Cinderella Seeing that she was very beautiful, he said that she should indeed try the glass slipper, as the prince had commanded that every maiden in the city try it on. The servant asked Cinderella to sit down, and as soon as he put the little slipper on the floor and on her foot, he saw that it slid on without trouble and was molded to her exact shape like wax. The two stepsisters were greatly surprised at this, and they were even more surprised when Cinderella drew from her pocket the matching glass slipper which she also put on. At that very moment, her fairy godmother appeared. She gave a tap with her wand to Cinderella's clothes and changed them into a dress even more splendid than any of the others. The two stepsisters now recognized her as the beautiful person they had seen at the ball, and they threw themselves at her feet, begging her forgiveness for all their cruelty towards her. Cinderella raised them up and embraced them, saying that she forgave them with all her heart and asking that they love her well from that day forward. Cinderella was taken to the palace of the young prince, dressed as she was in her fine new clothes. He found her more beautiful than ever, and a few days later they were married. Cinderella, who was as good as she was beautiful, invited her stepsisters to live in the palace with her and married them the very same day to two noble gentlemen of the court.
the end. Thank you.